about seven years ago, our, our school got a bunch of religious art to put uh, in the hallways. I'm guessing uh, maybe 30 uh, prints, so 15 up on the, above, on the main level and 15 down below. And one day I was walking uh, through the hallways and I saw an image, a print of, of a painting that really struck my eye. And it was an image, of course, of, of Peter trying to walk on, on water. And I thought to myself, that would be a perfect image for the capital campaign that was going on called Walking Forward in Faith. And so I asked to, to borrow the, the image, the, the print of this painting, and we used it uh, during the presentation of the capital campaign. And then I promptly moved it to right outside my office, and I am still borrowing it today. Actually, that image is in the gathering place this week, and so you can take a look at it uh, as, as well. But the reason I, I love that, that image so much because I love this, this story, well, you probably understand why, like someone walking on water, let's go, right? Especially if it's not frozen, that's pretty, pretty amazing. Now, of course, in the other gospel accounts of, of Mark uh, and of John, we have Jesus walking on water as well. We have the apostles being terrified, saying, it is a ghost. But it's only in Matthew's account that we hear about Peter and how Peter walks on water as well. Once again, they're terrified. They see someone walking on water. It is a ghost. But sure enough, what does Jesus say? Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. And then there's Peter. I know we can all relate with him, relate with him so often. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So what does Jesus say? Come. And there is Peter. He stands up. He gets out of the boat and he starts walking on water. It's amazing. It truly is. But then, then all of a sudden, he saw how strong the wind was, probably saw how high the waves were coming, to, coming at him, and he became frightened. And he started to sink. And that image I was talking about, by the way, is that exact moment. It's that exact moment where Peter is sinking. And his arm is, is raised out. Now, once again, I couldn't do a capital campaign called Sinking Forward in Faith. That wouldn't have gone very, very well. But I think we've all experienced that before in our faith life before. Or may feel like we're sinking. Or may feel like we're drowning. And so what does Peter say? Lord, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter. That stretching out of his hand, always there to save us. It's not just his arm that he stretches out for us, by the way. It's everything he stretches out. His arms on the cross for you, 
and for me to save us, to help us not to drown in that original sin, not to drown in our own pridefulness, our own selfishness. He is there to save. So he reaches out, caught Peter by the hand and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did he doubt? Because he was walking on water. That's not an ordinary thing to do. I think we all probably would doubt at that time. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? But he's there to help him, to save him. And they get back in the boat, and the wind dies down. You know, for so long, I thought, that's all we need to do. So all we have to do is to step out of the boat and walk on water, and we are good to go. And that's true. We do need to do that. But it's not a one-time thing. Jesus is asking us all the time to come and follow him, to put our trust in him. You can think of times in your own life, maybe the first time you really experienced that. I know, I know for me, there's been many different first experiences. First time I really did that as, a, as, a, as a, a son of God, the most important vocation, by the way, of putting my trust in, in God. Remember the first time I did it as a, as a seminarian, just going to the seminary. Whew, that was a big leap of faith. Remember the first time I did it as a priest, and I remember the first time I did it as a pastor here at St. John the Baptist. And every single time, by the way, that I stepped out of the boat and I tried to follow Jesus, I started to sink. Why? Because it's hard. Doubt can creep in. Pride can creep in. Sinfulness can creep in. Stubbornness, if you know me at all, it can creep in. And yet there is the Lord, and he says to us, come. Other places he says what? Follow me. And that's the important thing to know. He's not saying go. He's saying come. And it's that coming and following him that we're able to walk on water. And sometimes it's also going to bring us to places we do not want to be. We hear about this in the end of John's gospel, once again with Peter. There's Peter in a boat again, by the way. They see Jesus on the shore after they caught a bunch of fish. John says, it is the Lord. What does Peter do? He doesn't walk on water. He dives in. He jumps in and he, he swims to shore. And there is Jesus. And he reveals himself to them in, in, in the feeding of the, the fish of course, that famous passage of Jesus asking Peter, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Asking him three times. And at the end, what does he say? He says this. I will bring you places that you do not want to go. Come, follow me. I don't think I would sign up for that right away. 
but Peter does because he knows he's not going to places by himself, but that God is with him, even in the midst of hardships, even in the midst of suffering, and for Peter, even in the midst of his martyrdom, that he's not there by himself, but that God is with him. And so he's able to walk forward in that faith. And so the reason I have that, that image of Peter sinking in the water outside of my office is because it reminds me it's something that the Lord is calling me and hopefully all of us to do all the time to trust him and to follow him even if we know it's going to be, be hard. You know, so often in our, in our language sometimes in our, maybe in our mind or even saying out loud sometimes we may say, I just can't do this again. Maybe you've had a really hard experience that the Lord has given you. You could think maybe of a difficult childbirth. Maybe you've been diagnosed with with cancer again. And you're thinking, I just can't do this again. I can't go through chemo again. I can't do it. The Lord is there. And he is with you. I know for myself, going back to the, that, that capital campaign, the capital campaign part was actually fairly easy because you guys are so generous. Raising the money, not a problem. Thank you for that. It was what followed that was really hard. The renovation of the church, you guys know, it's five years ago now. It was difficult. It was really really hard. I haven't really talked about it much because I still have to process everything that went on. There was so often during that time that I look at that image I'd be like, "Uh, Jesus, save me. I am drowning, I am sinking. And so I thought, okay, I just got to go pray more. So I spent more time in that oration chapel. I just have to go consult more. So I went and consulted more and more and more. I just have to go do whatever. And, and this is what I was doing. And the Lord is saying, I need you to keep on doing this. And it was difficult. And I remember finally the renovation com- was completed. And it was Christmas and it was, it was awesome. And then all of a sudden... All that stress kind of left, which is beautiful. But I was so used to fighting. I was so used to, and not like fighting you guys, by the way. I want to make that very, very clear. Just kind of that, that internal fight. Uh, that there was just something that happened. And I needed to actually go back to a boat. Use that analogy. The Lord finally said, okay, now it's time. And he reached out his hand, and he took me away from here. For six months, I was gone from the parish, getting rested, hopefully, processing some stuff. And it was difficult to be away, but I knew it's what had to happen. And then I came back, and I've been back, praise God. And the Lord has been saying to me, all right, come, 
follow me. And those first couple years, by the way, when I'd hear that, oof, it's hard to trust someone after you have scar tissue, isn't it? It's hard to say, what if this happens again? And yet there's the Lord saying, come, follow me. And he's out there. But it's difficult. And yet there he is, saying, I am here. I may let you sink a little bit. You may even feel like you're drowning. But I'm not going to let you down. And so he says to us, get out of the boat. Come and follow me. And so how do we do that? Especially after having some, some wounds or some, some scar tissues. Especially after maybe something happened where we didn't necessarily want it to happen. But saying, okay, I know that the Lord is there. And I am not doing it on my own. He's not saying go. He's saying come. And that's what it's all about. It's that invitation of following him. Following him. And to know that he is going to take care of us. And so my brothers and sisters, I just want to really emphasize this this last point. If you've gone through a difficult situation before, and maybe you have some scar tissue, because where the Lord has led you, do not be afraid. Don't let that fear take you away from the Lord. As Jesus says, what we need to do is take courage. He says, it is I. Do not be afraid. Put your trust in the Lord. Is he going to take you to places you may not want to be? Yeah, sometimes. But he's taken to places that he wants you to be. And where is that? It's being with him.